The OneStream Global Education Services team proudly presents the OneStream Podcast with your host, Peter Fugere. Greetings, fellow OneStreamers, and welcome to the OneStream Podcast, where we explore and examine all things OneStream, talk to experts in the industry, and gain knowledge from some of the brightest minds that help deliver and implement solutions for our clients. This is part of the OneStream Expert Series, where we explore and examine the fundamental concepts, tools, and topics surrounding OneStream. And in this season, we're going to dive into how customer business requirements become real solutions. Here with me to discuss this is someone I have an incredible amount of respect for, and I've learned a lot from this guy, Tom Shea, Chief Executive Officer, OneStream Software. Tom, welcome to the podcast. Hey, Peter. Happy to be here. Excited to, to chat. So, Tom, this season, we're going to take our listeners through a full life cycle of a solution at OneStream. And part of this, the whole season, we're going to explore how uh, something goes from concept all the way to a referenceable client. We're going to talk about uh, different departments and talk to folks in each of them and really understand how we get to those solutions. And really, honestly, what a what better place to start that conversation and kick off the series with you. So, again, thank you so much for joining I'm really excited to be here. As OneStream continues to expand as a company and solution, how do you continue to get ideas for extending OneStream's value proposition to customers? That's a great question. I think I think you've heard it uh, and you've experienced it yourself, and that is by by interacting with customers, they always push you, and so you never know what that uh, participating on a sales call, participating on a pre-sales POC, or interacting with any of those consultants that are that are you know working on a tough problem all those things lead to new ideas in ways that we think we can maybe do something better i I have to say even walking by the support desk upstairs if i hear somebody on a support call that that pushes me so when i keep thinking about the things that we want to do to to get better it's you know it's all those influences and it can also be something new it's the you know there's we were talking about the uh latest ai stuff that's coming out and just you know, it, it's it's those external influences as well. Yeah, so it that's really interesting. So I mean, it's it's just being out there and working with our clients, and in a way, I mean, it's how I think of our relationship to people. I mean, we're really their business partners. Yeah, it, it, it's it's exactly that. I mean, we we set out when we were you know looking to create this product. We all had these experiences. Most of us that are part of OneStream and. Uh, that have had that sort of uh, shared experience in watching CPM and these this suite of products that had grown to create what was known as CPM. We all learned from those experiences. And so we had an idea, a foundational idea of what we wanted our software to do and what we wanted this this platform that you hear us keep talking about all the time, what we what those foundational requirements are uh, and were. That hasn't changed, but we know that really these solutions are dynamic and the pressures on our customers are dynamic in the sense that they're ever growing, whether it's new statutory requirements or it's, you know, macroeconomic conditions changing, uh, supply chain problems, you name it. Our customers are constantly facing the need for more, more information and they have lots of data available, but they have to turn it into information. So we're trying to take that foundation we have and build on it and, and help our customers build more uh, turn their data and enrich it into information more quickly and efficiently. And so it kind of foreshadowing this whole season, when you have a value proposition, when you've gotten this idea or you, you've seen a way where OneStream can really change the way a company does business, how do you see or how, what are the things you think about and it's working its way through to delivery and 
ultimately, hopefully having a referenceable, happy client. When I, when I look at that process of creating a happy client, it, it, it goes, it, for me, it starts with the software, obviously making a feature set that connects with the business problem. But then to your point, it, there's a, it's got to go through a lot of people and a lot of process before it ends up in the customer's hand and then the customer ultimately ends up happy. So, you know, the things that we're seeing at OneStream as we're continuing to evolve as a company and mature as a company is our ability to invest in all of the elements that surround the product. Now, so, so from dedicated R&D teams focusing on, on customer specific issues to uh, making sure that we have the right enablement, the, the tech support teams, the, the cloud support teams understand what we're working on and, and what's coming down the line and then continuing to, to, to go further away from that core, going out to the services teams, making sure that we have best practices and documentation and guidelines on how to use these new features and what we intended to do uh, with respect to delivering value for the customer. And then the selling prospect, you know, the worst thing that can happen is you make a great feature and you don't clearly define what you were intending or what the business problem is that you were trying to solve. You put it in the hands of your sales team and they're eager to get it out there, but the message isn't being delivered clearly to the market and it creates ex misalignment around expectations. So that journey from a, a product, a feature, an enhancement, all the way to a customer success, you know, you really have to dissect it and make sure that you're executing on all those points uh, throughout the process. So in the future, what you're seeing with one is we're trying to bring more innovation more quickly, which means we also have to expand our scale and ability to deliver to all those other constituents so that we ultimately set the right expectations with the customer and deliver value. Tom, every time I do a podcast, I really try to talk to whoever my guest is and talk about how OneStream is truly a platform. Uh, how do you explain it to people? How do you, how do you try to get that concept to, to, across to folks? Well, I think I, I'm going to sound like a broken record because I love using the, you know, I love using the smartphone uh, analogy, but it really did inspire me. And I know it's, I know a lot of people will be like, that's so cliche. Everybody says that, but it really is this thing that I still remember, you know, holding that iPhone, the very first iPhone, the 1.0 that I had and being able to make my calls, do my mail, but then play my music that I was previously carrying on my my iPod. Um, that was my, uh, you know, th this extra device I used to have to carry. And now I didn't need it anymore. And I know that was a small thing, but that platform concept, that ability to play music, have mail and have this, these found, you know, be a camera, have all those pieces together. All of a sudden it, something just clicked and, and, and it really, drove this idea that, okay, I see the opportunity now. That was 2007. So, you know, 2008, around that time frame when I was holding that iPhone 1.0, I wasn't really thinking about OneStream at that point yet, other than kind of watching what was happening in this evolution. So, you know, as we talk about how did this platform come to be, I talked about that journey that we've all been on yourself and, you know, where we talked about all the products that were out there, the point solutions, the from HFM to OutlookSoft, all these different pieces that customers, different customers were buying to try to piece together their own suites of, uh, of decision-making tool sets, right? And, you know, that's what eventually became known as CPM. Well, for us, you know, the combination of uh, all those different products representing an opportunity to be, to be rationalized and consolidated into one piece, the 
the the the visual of the of the smartphone and how people just it was changing people's lives. You could just see all the apps that were coming up and how it was becoming pervasive in in the things that we did on a daily basis. That all came together for me around 2010. Uh, you know, 2011, as I started thinking about this, uh, you know, this this whole process and and what was going to become the platform and. And that really informed it. And so, you know, as I teamed up with Bob and we thought about how do we combine, you know, our prior product, the, the upstream or FDM product with, with the capabilities of HFM. So data integration plus in-memory uh, computations plus workflow, all these pieces. How do we put that together in, in, a, in, a, in a platform um, and, 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 and then make it extensible? So, that, so you know, the, the, the iPhone served to frame it. And then that was the vision. All of a sudden, we had something to think about. We had something to strive for. And so when I really think about it, that was it. That was that foundation. You know, it's funny. uh, For the longest time, it felt like in the CPM world, it was management reporting, consolidation, and planning. And then, you know, some other things around BI and maybe some web stuff sort of came up in the early 2000s. And then you know, then you saw other companies come up with solutions around account rec and stuff like that. And then when I knew like, you know, OneStream was really taking off and, and it was, you know, it, it was already a crazy ride, but it was going to get a little more wild when you came back and had, had put together uh, with the team an account rec solution in what felt like weeks inside of OneStream. And it was on par with, you know, what were market leaders at the time. Like it was, that was a pretty wild uh, realization for me. Like it was, hey, there's there's probably not much we can't do with this tool. You know what I mean? Like it was really impressive. Yeah, that I mean, you hit right, you you hit it there, Peter. And I think that's what something that all of us that we're doing that we're out implementing these products, uh, you know, over over the years, we realized that there were going to be a lot of conversations that had to happen for. Um, you know, with the, with the office of the CFO uh, evolution, right? Meaning you don't sell someone a product and it's done. Businesses are constantly changing and needs are constantly changing. That's what I was trying to kind of get at, you know, as I'm talking about and expanding on this platform, you know, you're, 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 you're constantly looking, you know, to, to improve and to become more efficient when you're, when you're working as an analyst or you're working as a, as a member of a large organization, you, you're always having being challenged to do more with, with less. And to your point, you know, the, the account reconciliation side of the house, that was our opportunity to prove how our platform could extend and meet new demands for a customer. And I think why that one was so exciting for all of us that were here is because it was something that allowed us to prove that we could build commercial grade software on our software. And that's to me, that's the true definition of a platform. Yeah. We really, you know, we can code in our software and make new products on our software. And to your point, there's not really anything that we couldn't do. We're going to stay in our lane and do what we do well. We understand the financial intelligence and, you know, the space that we're in, as you mentioned, financial reporting, financial planning, departmental planning, and moving out into the operation side with people planning. We, we understand that and we have the intellectual uh, property with respect to the computational engines and the workflow and integration engines to do those things. But we also feel confident that as our customers present us with new challenges, we have great opportunity to use our, our development platform capabilities to move, you know, and, and, and to, to respond and keep delivering value. So that that's interesting. That sort of leads into my next question. I was thinking about, um, 
you know, sort of preparing for you to join and talk about this. You know, I, I get a chance to talk to customers sometimes and talk to them about, you know, what OneStream can do. I, I'm curious, and for our listeners too, how do you how do you sit down and explain that value to a customer that, you know, they're not buying a, you know, sort of a point solution to solve one problem. They're buying this platform that can, you know, maybe change the way they do a lot of their, you know, uh, solutioning across CPM. That's always a challenge. I think um, even even talking about this outside of OneTrip, just you kind of know that you're doing something that's different or meaningful if you have to educate and explain it. Meaning, so it, that doesn't mean that, that that's a hard challenge, but when you're talking to a customer and they might be challenging you in the, hey, I just want to do this one thing. My, my elbow hurts is what we like to say. And so you could come in and just put a Band-Aid on their elbow, or you could say, yeah, but maybe your elbow hurts because you're sleeping on it the wrong way and you don't have the right, or you know, something bigger is causing this problem and they're related problems. Right. And so when we think about it, what I what I like to try to do with customers is there's a there's a lot of energy and effort that's going towards being transformative when you're making a big change in your business. Right. And one of the things that's happened is over time, as customers have acquired lots of different pieces of software, they end up doing a lot of non value added work to keep those pieces of software going. A lot of times you call that technical debt, but it could be process debt as well, meaning, you know, you might have a few people that all they're really doing is making sure that these different systems stay synchronized and stay validated and different definitions of formulas and different definitions on reports are all aligned. So you get the right number across multiple systems. Uh, well, that right there, that non-value added work is one of the getting rid of that, eliminating that is one of the most transformative things you can do. And so what I try to do is keep that discussion at that level where you can talk about, you know, the, the, you can set a new foundation for yourself as a business. If you can, if you can let us do the work by engineering that these pieces that should work together do work together, mm-hmm. and then you're able to focus on delivering value and enriching. Does that make sense? You know, it, it's, it's that, right. it's that ability to get rid of spending wasted time and focus on analyzing. Right. I mean, it's, it's taking the time to reconcile between two systems that have different structures, different labeling restrictions, different security, different rules, all that sort. I mean, it's it's useless work um, and it doesn't help you do better reporting. In fact, it it puts the reporting you have at risk. And if you can get away from that, like it should be obvious, I ho- I'd hope to to people when they see what we can do. Yeah. And, and I think, you know, to, to add to that, you know, uh, to this discussion, for those for, for people that know me, I love to talk about you know analogies and patterns. It's just I think that's what you learn. You you have these experiences and you try to apply them to what you're currently seeing. And when I first graduated from college, I spent a lot of time in corporate finance. I spent ten years working my way up, running systems. And this was before the large scale adoption of ERP systems. Right there, there were you. We had separate, uh, distinct systems in in accounting where I was. Forget about CPM for a minute. Think we had a different payroll system, a different uh, purchasing system, a different general ledger, a general ledger really that we interfaced all these different systems to to try to get one one set of numbers. But the moral of the story is that pattern uh, was rectified by what? It was rectified by the SAPs and the oracles that stepped back and said, how do I rationalize all of these pieces 
of different systems into one, what we commonly think of as the ERP today, right? And and, yep. and make that, that new system and figure that all out. Why were they doing that? Because customers were telling, were telling those vendors, we're spending too much money hooking all these different systems together. What was the value proposition? Well, we'll get rid of the non-value added work. So you can just use this system. So we kind of see that same pattern playing out here because once that stabilized, and you saw the, you continue to see the advancement of ERP systems. You do see these CPM systems where you had a lot of different moving parts and the same thing needed to be rationalized again. So these, these patterns, they do repeat themselves. And that's what we're seeing right now. We, we had the luxury of being able to be part of the evolution of these systems and then be associated with people like yourselves and our partners and our customers to learn more and what the current challenges are, but then step back and say, how can we try to put this together and rationalize it? into one system. And so a lot of those new solutions, you know, we're seeing a lot of, I'm seeing a lot of excitement and buzz and transformation now with Marketplace. And um, I know there's a lot of, uh, and we'll talk about Wave in a second here, uh, but there's a lot of excitement, I think, about seeing some of those new solutions and uh, IP from, you know, OneStream and from our partners, um, enhancing even more what's out in the Marketplace. And the, the new you know format and look and feel of it, I, it's pretty exciting. When do you think we're going to really start, our customers, our listeners are really going to start to see you know, the fruit of all this work we're doing and see some of these new solutions out in the marketplace? So the answer is we're really planning to, to shine a light on this at Splash uh, of, in 2023. So, so you know, around that uh, April, May timeframe. And We've had the marketplace for a long time. And, you know, as, you know, sneak peeking it here, we're talking about this, uh, you know, expanding that uh, under an umbrella concept, you know, that we're kind of calling our exchange. And the, what we're doing is the, the term that I keep using to the team and all the all the folks that are working on this is I keep talking about this phrase of go slow to go fast. And what we're doing here is so we've been creating software in the marketplace, as we just talked about, account reconciliations and all the different you know, apps that we call them in the, in, the, in the store, solutions that are in our in our marketplace. But we wanted to step back and look at those and say, well, what are the best patterns and practices? So there's lots of elements of this. So we think about what are the best development patterns and practices that we should use to develop a solution in the marketplace? What is the best way to control and develop that and monitor that? What is the best way to... Uh, validate the quality of a solution in the marketplace. What are the different types of solutions that customers want us to have? How should we charge from it? How would we support it? So all of those questions are what we've been spending time trying to answer and make sure that we have the right framework we, around it you know, of both process, uh, contractual, so that we can enable uh, ourselves to keep creating new, interesting intellectual property. But, but really what's most exciting are the partners because having partners be able to contribute to that, which there's a huge amount of interest, as you talked about with Wave, we can we can touch on that. Our developer conference, um, it that that is where you really start to tap into a huge amount of knowledge that's being accrued right now by all of our partners because partners tend to a lot of times specialize in certain industries, so they come away with really detailed knowledge around solutions that could work great for healthcare or solutions that could work right. great for financial systems or insurance companies. So enabling them to take some of that knowledge and turn it into a product and deploy it through 
you know, this validated mechanism that I just talked about, right? You know, it, it can be supported, it can be documented with a known level of quality and put through our marketplace and package so people can get value more quickly. That's a win for everyone involved, right? And so to your point, we're, we're trying to get that to the market as, as soon as we can. But the, the real key here is to make sure that we do this in a very well-rounded manner, that we, we answer all of those uh, demands uh, that I just described. Because once we start putting more and more uh, solutions in the, in the marketplace you know, out there, we want to make sure that it's the known level of quality, they're reliable, they're doc, you know, it, it, it's, it's what everybody's come to expect from, from one stream type solution. And it was so exciting, I think, I mean, for you and I, I'm sure for, for everybody that was there, the Wave conference really felt like, it felt like Splash. I mean, there were so many people there. Um, there were so many people who were engaged with the software. Um, I spent a lot of time in the tax uh, presentations, which it was great to see tax get so much attention. The tax solutions we offer get so much attention. But so many of the partners who were committed to uh, taking a lot of their IP and you know putting it in a one stream solution and putting up on the marketplace, like it just felt like for me, it felt like what what like better validation of trust, right? They're going to take th- that knowledge you're talking about, Tom, put it in uh, some sort of solution and put it up in the marketplace for all of our customers. Like I was, I was really blown away. Yeah. You said the key word, as soon as you were speaking, it was, I said the same thing. It was validation because the, when we've been working on this platform and, and I, I, I've been speaking about how you can create software on it. It's really rewarding when you see somebody outside of the organization recognize that and feel that they can take their own creativity, uh, build a, build a solution that solves a business problem. Uh, and, and feel energized that they want to go and do more of that and that they can bring value through your platform. That is, I, to me, the definition of validation that we're building something that's that's useful to this community. And so I'm really, I felt the same way. So that was a great step for us. I think you're going to see even more. We all came away from the Wave Conference uh, really, really energized. And I think you, 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 you said it too. You know, as you see, it was, it was nice to be in a technical uh, conference. And what I mean yeah. by that is technical from a tax perspective, right? You had people that were talking about tax. They didn't want to just talk, you know, at the high level about tax. They wanted to get into the intricacies of provisioning and the intricacies around tax law, right? And same thing that was happening with our architects that they want to get in to the nuts and bolts of how they can make the best and most sophisticated computations for their customers. And then the pure developer side, same thing. How can we get access? We want to talk to the engineers. We want to understand how to get the most out of every engine that you have on the OneStream platform. So it was music to my ears because the feedback that I that I received from from most of the from the participants that I talked to is they wanted to be even more technical than it was. And, yeah. and that's really where I think we're a product focused company. So I know you you love to get down and roll your sleeves up and you know work on work on uh, complex computations for someone at the same time. You know I love to create solutions and code as well. So it's, it was a fun conference because of that. So Tom, what solutions, as you're looking forward, what solutions are you most excited about now? What, one of the ones that I, th- you know, I think we've been working on for quite a while, and you've probably all heard about it, is Sensible ML. I, I, I would expect uh, that a lot of people knew I was going to say that if you were listening to this. Uh, but I'm really excited about that just because I think we did something again 
more of what I call the one stream way. We didn't want to just try to ride the wave of the buzzword. You know, I, I, it's fun to say AI, ML, and talk about that because it sounds really interesting and smart. But at the same time, you know, real solutions can be implemented at a rational cost and they deliver predictable value. And so the buzzword only gets you so far. And I think what we've been able to do, it took a while. Uh, and I was personally involved in some of the early rounds of the, the development of our, you know, of our machine learning type of forecasting and capabilities. And that experience and the time that we've taken and the customers that have been uh, gracious and, and generous to work with us and help us develop the solution have given us the opportunity to really kind of dissect the problem. What is the value we're trying to deliver? What are the things that we're taking so much time? And what were the things that were really creating risk in those types of projects? And I think we've, we've come up with a more predictable, reliable way to deliver really exceptional forecasting using these advanced methodologies. So I'm, I am just so excited for that. And, 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 and I want to expand on that a little more. The reason I'm so excited about it is because it's really innovative. It's nice to be out there doing something like looking at a problem with a team of engineers and then saying, this is how we think we should do it. And then to do it. And then customers have been validating that for us. And that's really creating, you know, an excitement um, because, you know, that's not to say that there aren't other, you know, AI ML solutions out there, but they're mostly tools. No one's really tried to productize it to the extent that we're trying to productize this, this process. So I'm just excited to see this thing take off. And I, we're starting to see that uh, uh, that uptake and in interest. Everyone that sees it is sort of saying, wow, this is really innovative. And I think when you see it too, it, it underlines an exclamation points platform, like, you know, that we're able to do this in one stream and integrate it with, you know, sort of those, you know, 20 years ago, traditional quote unquote CPM uh, solutions and make it part of, uh, you know, the whole suite or, you know, product. It's, it's amazing to me. Yeah, I mean, it's worthwhile for me to punctuate that in the sense that, you know, you heard me mention, you know, I've talked about the iPhone 1.0, right? That iPhone 1.0 didn't have that great of a camera, its processor, you know, it was it was sort of a form factor that you knew was going to endure. But if you look at the iPhone 14, you've got a camera now that competes with a, you know, expensive 35 millimeter camera that somebody would carry it around a case. It, they take amazing pictures. Right. Uh, you look at the screen and it just that 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 device has gotten better and better, but you still know how to use it. Well, again, we're trying to carry that forward here. You know, those same principles. Right. You just you just know about it. There's certain iconic products, you know, that have endured over time. You look at a 911, you look at a Jeep, you always know it's a Jeep. You know, it's a 911 uh, Porsche. You know, you know, these smartphones, they, they, they have a form factor that you understand, but they're better. I would, you know. Every year, the 911, you still know it's a 911, but it's getting better and better. And you would pre you presume to know its capabilities and you're excited about the new capabilities. That's the way we like to think about the platform. And, and Sensible is a great example of both because it's a, it's a platform enhancement. So we have our AI services uh, extension of the platform, which is an elastic compute stack, you know, built around, uh, you know, a very, very sophisticated uh, Python-based forecasting engine, uh, you know, uh, AI ML engine with, uh, you know, with then the Sensible ML Marketplace solution accessing AI services, you know, that, that, that layer of the platform. When you put that all together, that shows 
you know, you know, that expansion, that continuous evolution, but to the end user, it's just another marketplace app. It's just another capability. And it's, it's, it's using that form factor the same way that I was describing these other, to me, that's a hallmark of, of what this is about. You should be able to leverage your knowledge around this platform and just extend it. And I think that's cool what you said too, that, you know, and I've always thought that was one of the amazing things about uh, one stream. I mean, even in the demo, you never see the sales guy like go and update their point of view. Like it, it's this fluid experience and you don't know if you're in a cube or a, a relational table, the, the integration of the marketplace solutions. Um, it's really in a lot of ways, really elegant. Yeah. That's, that's the piece that we've really, you know, when you think about the problems customers are asking us to solve, they're diff, they're, they're usually very technically challenging. I mean, think about a large organization that's been using an analytic tool or multiple different analytic tools for 20 years. They they build a lot of specific intellectual property about their business on those tools. And then we're, when we come in and we're looking to rationalize those different tools, we need to, you know, we need to step back and be able to solve those technical challenges that they might be solving with five products. And we have to, we have to thread that into one tree. So that's, that's, one part of it, we have to have the sophistication to match the capability of multiple products, whether they're custom or, you know, different pieces. But at the same time, we have to present it to the end user in a way that they can understand it. They don't need to be they don't need to be concerned with that. We're transitioning from a relational, uh, you know, sort of transactional analytics uh, type of reporting to an in-memory financial reporting to right. a custom you know, access to a, to an ERP for reporting. The user sees a unified experience. So, so we needed to pull that all together. And I think that's what you were getting at, you know, yeah. when, when you're saying that. It's like, we got to solve the sophistication, but we have to present it in a way that it's consumable to, the, to a business analyst. And I think, it, you know, for me, as somebody, you know, who talks to people about these solutions and have helped, um, you know, create, you know, create answers for folks, uh, you know, replacing some of those older legacy systems and, older processes that they need to run their business, you know, it, you, you go in and you feel like you don't have just one tool in the toolbox, like you have multiple options. And I think, you know, as I'm, I've been learning more and more about SML, you know, recently, like, I feel like that's just going to be another major tool and I'm excited about it. I think it's going to be really interesting, really powerful. Yeah. I mean, that having that, that uh, extensibility mindset as part of our DNA, meaning so when AI services was introduced, we, we really decided to focus on time series forecasting, right? And so really uh, helping a customer, if it, no matter what type of data you give us in, in a series, uh, we're going to be able to use multiple algorithms and pick the best algorithm for the data you've given us to give you the best forecast you can get out of that, that data. But that's just the start. That, that same you know, AI services element of the platform will be extended to to evolve into clustering and anomaly detection. Um, and the users will see additional applications deployed against AI services. But it's not like you have to go and completely start over and do things. This is just additive. We continue to, uh, to expand the capabilities of the platform and, and deliver it in a way that's consumable to the, to the customer. Uh, it's more of the, the extens- it's more of the extensibility, right? I mean, it's it's just another way. It's, it is, yeah. So how do how do clients and partners start to prepare to to think about implementing or 
uh, delivering these new solutions? Like, what are the things they should be thinking about? Well, first and foremost is, I think, is trying to attend Splash, trying to attend the conferences that we're putting on, because we're really focused on, you know, those being learning and educational. And then also, you know, leveraging uh, the resources that we're putting together, the websites, the, uh, you know, the knowledge transfer, the training materials, because that exposes you to all the capabilities of the platform. And, and it really starts to, to get the ideas flowing as to how you can continue to add value for the organization that, that, uh, that you're at that's using our product. So if you're a partner, um, you know, you're going to see you, at the conference, you're going to see lot conferences, you're going to see lots of different uh, use cases that, you know, to be perfectly honest, I, I go there and I'm just blown away with some of the really unique things people are doing that I didn't envision you know, the product would be used for. So I think it's, it's eye-opening for everyone. I really enjoy that. And, it, and I always come away, I come away with new ideas, right? And new possibilities. Um, and then the other thing is don't be afraid to, to kind of prototype, try things. You know, the way, that, the way that we've liked to develop here, and I know you've been exposed to that, is I like to just try things, you know, create that sandbox, go try something. Um, you've got a lot of software and a lot of power in your hands. Don't be afraid to try to do some things, uh, you know, that are, going to be supportive and adjacent to, to the, uh, to the capabilities that you're, you're currently using in production. You know, that, that's, that's how we keep, you know, always moving forward is just trying new uh, and interesting things. I mean, one of the things I loved as an, just as an example, and I, you know, I got to give a shout out to, to, to Alan Ward, uh, one of our, one of our pre-sales consultants in EMEA, the guy, he built a really cool interface to Peloton. You know, he built a one stream app that could, it looked like Peloton. And it was reading the Peloton API and it could show videos and do all the things. Oh, and, wow. you know, he didn't, he, he didn't do it to sell to anyone, but it, 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 he learned from doing it. Right. He just said, right. hey, you know what? I bet I could make the Peloton. You know, that's what I mean. And now what does that, what did that lead him to do and think of in, in different customer demos and things that he was working on? He, you know, it, it, the, the creative process is really, uh, furthered and, and the engineering process is furthered by experimentation. Tom, thank you so much. This has been another great discussion. Thank you so much really for bringing your expertise to the podcast, kicking off season two. And thank you fellow one streamers for joining us. Remember, if you like this content, please don't forget to subscribe. We'd love to hear from you questions, comments, or concerns. Please reach out at podcast at onestreamsoftware.com. I look forward to bringing you another exciting podcast. And until then, take care, and I'll see you next time on the OneStream Podcast. The OneStream Podcast is brought to you by the OneStream Global Education Services Team.